Hello, as usual, I am Jamie from Stonemeyer Games, and I'm joined today for today's conversation by a special guest, Caleb, who I haven't seen in person in years, so it was so wonderful to see Caleb on camera today. Caleb, why don't you let everyone know who you are? Hi, Jamie. I'm everybody. My name is Caleb Mishu. I'm the director of Spielbound, a nonprofit here in Omaha, Nebraska, dedicated to promoting the use and play of board games to improve everyone's lives. Nice. And what, what does that mean exactly? I, I know it more as a game cafe, but I think it's a lot more than that as well, right? That's right. We have Spielbound Board Game Cafe, which supports our nonprofit mission. Uh, we've been around, we'll be in business. We've been open for nine years come September 2nd. And we have many different programs, which is why I didn't want to go too far into it, from education to staying sharp when you get older, to daily demos, to and cataloging and skill masons. So we keep very busy with all of our many val volunteers here in Omaha. Well, that's awesome. A lot of these videos have been with kind of random people in the hobby. So it's fun to speak with someone who has, who is in the game industry and to hear your opinions about the games that we're talking about today. Um, I'm glad to be here. And yeah. I, I tell you, you know, I have a very large board game collection, but everyone assumes I've played everything. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> just a small amount. But I do take joy in seeing other people play them. So. Well, I'm excited to talk about today's topic. Uh, today we're talking about Rondell games, which is a topic that you selected. The way that I define Rondell games are games with a circular action or benefit selection system. Your definition might be a little bit different. Why don't you let me know like why you chose this mechanism for the topic and how you define Rondell games? You know, I played a new game earlier this spring that I loved, and I thought this is such a unique use of the Rondell. And I go, wait a minute. I really like these games with the Rondell mechanic. And I kept on going, wait a minute, there's more and more that I really like, and these are fantastic. And so I actually did, I'm a researcher, and I did more research on it. And I found that sort of a, it came from one designer <clears throat> who had the Rondell games uh, series uh, back in 2005. And that sort of led to this becoming more and more used. But I, I will tell you that we got into many arguments about what is and what isn't a Rondell. So you might have some on your list that didn't make mine because I decided that they weren't Rondell. Okay. We'll see if those come up while we chat. Um, okay, well, let's jump in. I'm going to go over the ambassador picks right here. Caleb is also an ambassador, but I asked some of our ambassadors what their favorite Rondell games are. And the one, the games that were named multiple times by multiple ambassadors, I'll go through them real quick. Crown of Amara, Crusaders Thy Will Be Done, Glenmore 2, Great Western Trail, Heaven and Ale, Iki, Maracaibo, Merchants of the Dark Road, Merlin, Patchwork, Praga Kaput Regni, Red Cathedral, uh, Teotihuacan, Terra Mystica, Three Sisters, Trahan, Viscounts of the West Kingdom. And I will say, I love Terra Mystica. It probably would have made my list. I didn't quite count that as a rondel for, for this. It was really close, but you know, would you, did you, would you count the Mancala, the magic Mancala in it? I would not. And okay. I and several of the games you listed will be on my, would have been on the list if I thought <laughs> they were true, okay. true rondels. So yes. Thanks. Well, let's start out with your honorable mention. Do you have any that didn't quite make your top five? That you wanted to <clears throat> I do, I do, and I one that wasn't mentioned on there. I thought the best use of a rondel with the theme of the game is a game that I actually I last played first played when I last met with you in person almost ten years ago at Gen Con uh -huh. was Murano, and this is here from my 
uh, in the Spielbound game library. Um, I was just at Murano a month ago, wow. and to uh -huh. see this sort of in, in Venice was amazing. But it uses the, the rondelle to sort of, you have the, the gondolas around the island, and they get in the way. And you can't move, go to the action that you want until you pay that gondolier to move out of the way so you can move your gondola there. And I just thought it was a, such a unique, fun use of the rondelle mechanic. So Murano would be my, my definitely uh, support there on that one. Nice. Do you have any, so you just do you have any other mentions or just that one? I do, I do. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I also have Crusaders. Um, okay. I thought yeah. this one and Finca would be my favorites because you're going to see my list. And they tend to be more on the complex side. These uh -huh. are my favorite ones with the Rondell mechanic that take less than an hour. Um, okay. Truly, true Rondell mechanic is very important to it. Uh, and I greatly appreciate it. And then lastly, I want to give a shout out to, I think, the, the, the grandfather of the Rondell mechanic, Matt uh -huh. Gertz. And I loved um, Transatlantic and uh, Imperial and a lot of Antiki, I don't know how it's pronounced, from 2005. And this is Crossing Oceans, which is a reimplementation of Transatlantic, where all he did is he took away a complex mechanic of car playing and just made it a Rondell just like his prior games. And I thought that simplified it, but also made it um, very strategic and challenging. Interesting. I'll have to check that one out. I don't know much about that one. Um, my honorable mentions are Teotihuacan, uh, Great Western Trail, Trahan, Merchants of the Dark Road, The Red Cathedral, a lot of these that were on the ambassador list, Viscounts of the West Kingdom, Maracaibo, and Barrage. Barrage was when I added at the last minute that I kind of remembered that is... I consider that some of a, of a rondelle. You're smiling here, so either that's on your list, or you don't consider it rondelle. I don't, and I okay. because this we had so many conversations about this because uh -huh. the having a circle keep track of time uh, yeah. and resources depletion is very different than having it be the mechanic of how you take your actions. And I yeah. think I excluded that. And I, and I'll I'll make the case uh, maybe a, because it'll probably be on your list. I had Glenmore very high up on my 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 choice, but in the end, I chose it wasn't a rondelle in my mind because there's nothing rondelle about it except the fact that it goes in a circle on the board just to keep it on the table. But right. it seemed like you never repeated back to the same action, and it was basically a long line that continued to get higher and higher that you were just had a limit of how far you could go down that line. Very similar to Takedo, but that's somewhat semantics. Yeah. Um, but I do like the idea of coming back to the same actions over and over again on the same circle. Yeah, that's true. Glenmore will appear on my list, um, but that makes perfect sense. I think that you're right that it is essentially a line that um, it does feel a little bit different than a game like Namiji, which is you know the follow-up to, to Kaido, where you're going in a circle, but you never go around that circle more than once. And so that's yeah. maybe where I, I just differentiate a little bit. But It would have been number two on my list. Would have been number two. So, okay. <laughs> I made room for others. Well, what is your number five favorite Rondell game here, Caleb? Number five is a new one called Iki, which mm -hmm. was mentioned on there as well. Seems weird because I've owned it for several years, but I didn't play it until it was nominated recently yeah. for the Kennerspiel, Spiel des Jahres. Um, I've played it several times since then. It is by far the most beautiful game that I'm, I'm nominating here for the top five. Um, it is not short. I'm surprised that it got the nomination, actually. But 
this is by far the definition of everything about the game is about moving your character in one of eight spaces in a circle up and down the streets. And it's truly about getting that right exactly where you want to be for the action that you want. Um, it is challenging. It is it's so beautiful to look at. Even though it's complex and takes a while, it's not so much that I couldn't play it with my parents, which I thought was an important key. Are you blocking those spaces from other players using them, or is it a private, public, private or public rondelle? It is a public rondelle, but you're spending so much time choosing the order of how many spaces your big guy, big meeple, and grande yeah. meeple from viticulture um, uh -huh. would, uh, would go around. Uh, and you are rewarded for going more spaces because okay. all of your workers improve in their quality but it's harder to do that and also get the selection that you want by going last. Interesting. I need to play that one. Yeah. Especially now that it's on your list. Iki at number five. I have heaven and ale at number five. And now that I'm, now that I'm hearing your definition, I'm like, are these rondelle games? I don't know, but I enjoy <laughs> heaven and ale. It is a somewhat circular game. That is a rondelle. That is it a is rondelle. rondelle. Okay. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> I think that you, one of the unique things about Heaven and Ale is that it's both a rondelle and it's a one-way time track game, which I really enjoy. Um, and that you can choose pretty much, you can go, I think, as far as you want on Heaven and Ale's track. Um, yeah. And it even incentivizes you to do that to a certain extent because there's there's better stuff further on the track. If you get to the end of the track first, you get to choose a benefit. But unlike some of these games where you're going around and around, you then have to stop. You then have to stop and wait for other players to catch up, which I thought was a really neat twist in this game. Um, it put extra meaning to how many different spaces along the way that you wanted to gain different benefits and actions. And many of those, I think some of them are printed on the board. It's been a while since I played, but some are printed and I think some are random. Most might be random on the board, but I like that mix of the two. It is a fun game. I love playing that with my friends. and I definitely enjoy having a beer with it when we play that yeah. way. Nice. So that's Heaven and Ale at number five. Uh, what is your number four, Caleb? So right behind me, is the ancient section. Uh, so I think I, oh, I thought I had it here, but now of course I can't find it. <laughs> that seems appropriate. There's so many tea games. It's Teotihuacan. Yeah. Oh, here it is. One section it? over. Uh -huh. There it is. City of Gods. Um, the fact that I can say Teotihuacan, <laughs> without blinking an eye means that this game has had a positive impression on me for the last several years. And uh, this is not a simple, easy game. And I think they've made it better and harder with the many additional expansions. I actually have every expansion in one box oh, when wow. it fits. Uh, and I know they have a, a Kickstarter for the deluxified version of sorts. Um, this one, it, it takes that dice mechanic as your, your meeples are the dice and you move it up to so many spaces around the circle, uh, eight, eight spaces. And then where you land, how many other people are there and how many of your own guys are there, depending on how much it costs to use the action. I really find it a thinking, heavy thinking, fun, beautiful, challenging game. And it's such a unique mix of mechanics that there's very few things that, that, that come close to it. And the alternate one that does have a similar mechanic and there's a much smaller box is Red Cathedral, mm -hmm. which I didn't have in my top five, but I put this one in there instead. So Teotihuacan is my number four. 
I think this one too is a good reminder that you can have an interesting and compelling rondelle without having that many different actions to choose from or spaces. To like, I think maybe there are seven or eight tiles in that game that that compose the rondelle. Just eight. Just eight. So yeah. both Iki and Teotihuacan only have eight oh, That's spaces. right. You mentioned that too. Yeah. And that while there's, especially in Teotihuacan, which I can't pronounce, I'll continue to mispronounce it. Um, the spaces are very robust. There's a lot going on on each space, but just eight of them. So it's, it, I think that's really clever. They they distilled it down to only eight actions. Um, my number four is Wonderland's War, a game that I unfortunately have only played once, um, but I really enjoyed that play. And a big part of the game is this card draft that's built into the rondelle. It's like the tea party stage of the game where you're moving a token around the table to claim a card. And you do that a few times. I can't remember exactly how many times you do it, but you're kind of just walking around a table and and shoot, and drafting a card from that table. And uh, it's just a, it was a neat little twist on a card draft. Instead of passing cards from one player to the next, instead of just putting them on the table, you have them associated with these different uh, seats at the table and you're moving around. Have you played this one? Awesome. I, I have it. It's absolutely beautiful. I love the art. I have not played it. Yeah, and it's on yeah. my relatively short list of 20 games I need to play sometime in the next year. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I, if you like rondelles, I think I, I think this one counts as a rondelle. I think you'll enjoy it. I will check it out. That's Wonderland. Number three. Number, four. number three, yeah. So this is the one that got me thinking about rondelles this year. Mm -hmm. Woodcraft. Ah, Woodcraft. Now, now this um, delicious games, I have been impressed with every one that they put out so far. I love underwater cities and 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 many others that I'm not going to mention, but Woodcraft, I don't like the art. <laughs> That's my <laughs> negative about it. You can see in the front, I'm like, okay, you're crafting dice out of wood by these pixies or some folks. But in the middle is that nice rondelle. Mm -hmm. You can see there on the board. <clears throat> now you can choose any of the main actions up to a point. Basically, you can take it three or four times before it hits a, the end of the wheel and says, okay, no more. Now, there's ways to still take that action, but you have to move something else forward instead. I, and then the wheel in the, in the middle also incentivize you. The further along the actions, the ones that are least chosen become incentivized within the, the board itself instead of having mm -hmm. things placed on top. I love that. I think that that's got me so excited about it. There's lots of other things going on. It's definitely a point salad in many ways, but this use of the rondelle was unique enough and exciting enough to me that I had to go look more into this mechanic woodcraft that's what i'm hoping to play very soon i i that that sounds like a lot of fun um is it easy to learn it looks pretty complex it is not no okay. <laughs> it's not unfortunately i played it and then two months later i just spend 20 more minutes reminding myself what uh, the iconography meant i feel like you need to have a a, a an aid on the side to say oh by the way this is what yeah. this means because once you're like oh yeah it makes sense but it's like seven wonders you need to play it a few times before it really becomes obvious and simple yeah you mentioned underwater cities i think that has the same effect but once you know it there's so many yeah. decisions to make in that game my number three and now that i'm reading my own definition here in your definition probably is not a rondell game but i'm gonna say it anyway aura at labora so aura at labora <laughs> uses really a resource wheel or dial i think they probably call it a rondell but in, this, in the definition that we're talking about, it is more that the, these resources accumulate on a dial. And as you take resources off this dial, you, you shift it um, 
and I believe it might automatically shift every round as well to accumulate more things on that dial. And it, it's just a nice resource accumulation system, similar to, it's the same designer as Agricola, which also has resource accumulation, but all built into this central dial that creates some nice interaction. I think that's a lot of what we're talking about today. These rondelles create interesting interactions between players. Um, are you gonna jump ahead and take something before someone else does? Are you gonna take this pile of resources that have accumulated on the dial? Again, probably doesn't meet your definition, but have you played Aura Labora? Are you familiar with it? So I felt that Aura at Labora was sort of the culmination of the agriculture um, series by Uwe. And yeah. I, I loved that game. And that mechanic of basically like you have growth, you get more right. over time. Yeah. And it was it was very nice. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. But it also meant like, okay, I had to think ahead. How many turns will it be when I have this much or what I need to have here? What yeah. action should I be taking to use it? So I, 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 I thought about that one, but I went back to my definition of, is it a time, like just growth versus an action selection? So yeah. anyway, fantastic game. Well, what is your number two then? Number two, you know, this series has continued to impress me and I haven't played the, the one of the three, Viscounts of the West Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So this is the West Kingdom as the architects and paladins and Viscounts is the last of this series from Garhill Games out of uh, Garfield Games, I think, out of, uh, yeah. uh, they're going to be upset, Australia, I believe? New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where they're going to be upset. It's like, you picked the wrong island. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is in our library. And, you know, it is a true rondelle. You have your your main Viscount on the board here, and you go around in a circle, choosing of the selections based on how many moves you have to go around. And there's extra costs or you can't go where somebody else is. And those actions are in important. And just like the other ones, you sort of take advantage of what is gonna be more valuable and less valuable based on whether people playing, what cards you're drafting, and where you are and the, the people who are helping you out. And I, both expansions, contribute to this very well and make it fun and enjoyable. And so you can mix and match it a bit. I do have my personal collection one just because I've enjoyed it so much recently, though you can barely tell that this is the yeah. Viscounts. I think the biggest disagreement I had with my friends on this one is just how to pronounce it. <laughs> I've enjoyed this one. And this one was a big inspiration for my new game Expeditions because I really like how different random cards are associated with each of those, not every spot on the board, but every section of the board if you want a specific card you need to go over there to get it which i think is a nice thematic way to tie a character or an item that you're finding in expeditions to a location expeditions didn't end up being a rondelle game for but for a long time i was trying to make it a rondelle game and this was uh, uh, an inspiration for it very cool i'm, I'm looking forward to that one quite a bit this summer should should if it hasn't arrived already it should arrive quite soon it's shipping right now as we're talking we're filming this in july uh, people are probably watching this in August, though. It'd be a little bit. Okay. Um, so that's Viscounts of the West Kingdom for your number two. My number two is Patchwork, probably the lightest game that we've talked about today. Um, Patchwork uses a one-way one -way time track that isn't a rondelle because you aren't cycling around. You're just kind of cycling in towards the middle, towards the end of the game. But the rondelle that I think about in this game are the tiles themselves. At the beginning of the game, you, you form a giant uh, circle of random tiles and patchwork. All the tiles go out on the table. Perfect information. You can see everything. 
Um, but on any given turn, the only tiles you're allowed to choose from are the next three. So you have this token that you're moving along this tile track. You can choose from the next three. And I love it. I, lo I love that system that all the information is out there. You can kind of plan ahead to see, okay, I really want to get that tile. I need to make sure I can get that tile. Um, so it can fit into this specific space, this polyomino place space on your board. And uh, I think it's pretty unique as rondels go. Would you say this classifies it as rondel? Oh, definitely. Okay. This is... This is by far my most played Rondell game, mm -hmm. usually with my mother or my daughter or someone else. And, and it is so fast and fantastic. And you have that, I can only choose one of the next three, but I, this is what I really want to get to. And how far, right. what should I do? Am I going to have enough buttons? And I had the plastic blue buttons and there's like 10 different versions, which I like normally yeah. I wouldn't care for, but I got to have them all. But my okay. favorite is the Halloween. Is it just aesthetically different or is there anything else? Aesthetically different? Just yep, aesthetically. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Well, that's patchwork at number two. Down to your number one favorite Rondell game. Yeah, I thought this would be hard, but uh -huh. once we played it, and I hadn't played it in many years, and then I played it again, I was like, when I first was playing games, really into games over 10 years ago, this was like, wow, this is really hard. But I played it a couple of times since then, and it actually seems like, completely straightforward and no-brainer and it's in our library over here so it's in the ancient section Frajan. Right. Mm -hmm. so this is stefan feld at maybe one of his finest games um you know he's the king of point salad games in my opinion and trajan has many different things you can do on the board but you don't get to do any of those until you use the mancala rondell action on your own player board and i love how this is done and this is you know similar why i didn't choose um crusaders i will be done because it has a very similar mechanic so this one has different colors of the pieces that make a difference um but this this one color is is so much fun and challenging to sort of think ahead like what am i going to do and so for the most part when it's my turn i know exactly what i'm doing mm -hmm. because i've had to plan my next two or three moves out because these things make a difference um, then of course you yell at your, your, the, you know, other people you're playing with for taking the action that you wanted to take two turns from now because you couldn't do it immediately. Um, but there's always sort of maximizing the benefit of what you can do when you can do it and just really has aged well. This is a reprinting and I tried to find the differences and the only difference I could find is they made the colors a little more contrast on the outside and the box cover a little bit different, but it's exactly the same game, same art. And it just means to me, that they found like very few faults with it. Now, if you can remind me, because it has been a little bit since I played it, but with those colors, um, is it that if I'm, if, so I'm going to pick up all the cubes from part of my rondelle, I'll drop one of them off along the way. If, is it that yeah. I'm, if I match the final color with the color of that space, so, I get a special benefit? Right here, you can see it mm -hmm. here. There's a little yeah. piece with two blue. Yeah. If you moving them around and it lands and so that your final piece goes there, and you happen to have two blue in that cup, you not only do this action, but you also get this bonus for matching two blue in there. Yeah. So this actually happens first, and then you take the action there. So it is, they could have actually then made it even more complex, but it's just enough to go, ooh, I gotta think ahead about which pieces I'm actually dropping off along the way. I love that. Yeah, that is, is really, I remember that being really satisfying when you're able to line that up. Um, but it also doesn't feel terrible if you're just taking an action that you want. And the game pretty much on any turn, you can take any of those actions, I think, unless you've really- That's right, it's fairly forgiving. Yeah. Um, it just, and you know, the more you wait and build up for like a big move, 
the more the clock moves mm -hmm. because it takes time for based on how many of those pieces that you move around, uh, which is like, oh, wait a minute, I just ended the game because I had a whole bunch built up and I could end it faster and really upset everybody else who's planning one or two moves ahead. It's a great mechanism. I need to get this back to the table. And I'm almost surprised. It's so clever. I'm almost surprised other games haven't copied that exact mechanism, but just applied it to a different interface on the board. Um, I felt the same way. Yeah. Maybe we'll see that in the future. So I've just learned that my favorite Rondell game is not a Rondell game, but I'm still going to talk about it because I love it more too. <laughs> uh, you're totally right. Like you, you do go around in a circle. I think the one maybe play that on, on, uh, Glenmore 2, it's pretty small in the box, but you're, it, it's basically, like you, like you said, all tiles. So you're, you're moving around in a one-way action selection track, but you are cycling around this track. And the one play that I have to maybe still call it a rondelle is that uh, you, it, because it is a limited number of tiles within the circle, you, it's very clear as to which tile you need to fill in, even though when I'm playing, I often forget to fill in the tile that I've taken away. Uh, or the, the the furthest back tile because it's the player who's in the in the in the in the back that goes so in this case if i pick up if the blue player goes they're going to pick up their meeple they're going to place somewhere along the track and that is a signal to fill in this space that was right behind the blue meeple right there um so that feels like a rondelle to me uh it but does. maybe it would have been more of a rondelle if some of those spaces had been printed instead of random tiles i don't know the the i and i think it's on BGG as a rondelle, so it's not like yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think for me, that was my number two um, when I first made this list. And the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, they just did that because it's convenient on a board. It's really a long <laughs> line as it goes out, but it's still a fantastic mechanic and such a wonderful game, which is what matters the most. Yeah, it, what you do with those tiles is really satisfying. That's another mechanism that that isn't related here, but it feel every time you gain a tile, it feels really good. And because you have that full range of choices, um, do I jump way ahead to a tile that I really, really want at this moment, or just kind of linger back a little bit in the hopes that that tile will still be available? The tension there is always really satisfying, in my opinion. Um, so Glenmore Two is is my favorite. I'll put it in quotes. Rondell game. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely allowed. Did anything else come to your mind while we're talking here or anything else that you want to share about? Well, I have the original yeah. Glenmore here in front of me, actually. Oh, yeah. And I think it's worth pointing out as I, yeah, it's yeah. under the pile. The, it's a smaller box. Yeah. Oh, look, look how much I have Glenmore <laughs> 2 under my computer right here, lifting it up. That's how, you know, how big it is. And so, and you can see where a game can improve. Um, I felt like this was a great game. And they made it a lot better, even though the box is really way too big for carrying around at times. But uh, just by adding a few things on the side and adding, making a little more of those decisions a little more important along the way. And this is a hard game to find. And unfortunately, this is one of the reasons why we have Spielbound, because I was finding that I should get more games while I can so people have a chance to play them. Because by the time they're like, oh, I want to play this game. I don't want to spend $200 on eBay to play that game. So uh, have a place where people can come and find and try it out. Well, I love that. I, I, lo I love that you've, you've built something. I love game cafes, but I love that you've built something beyond that too for the Omaha, Omaha community and beyond. I think that's wonderful. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this was great to talk about Rondell's. And I, I look forward to seeing what designers, maybe me someday. Like I, I really did try with Expeditions. It did not work out. To, for it to be a rondelle game but I, I might try again in the future um but i'm glad you didn't force it 
Like I felt like there's a few games yeah. on that list that felt like this wasn't really <clears throat> needed. It was sort of a something to throw in, whereas others were really made it part of the game. It felt like, okay, this is part of the theme and made a lot of sense. So, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this and, and uh, our passion for board games. Of course, yeah. I'll, for anyone who's watching this, um, let us know your favorite, maybe let us know your favorite game that we mentioned and then your favorite one or two Rondell games in general and why you love them. Um, and if you want to debate the definition of it, of it let us know in the comments below. We're, it, these things are all flexible. Uh, at least I, oh I will add yeah. one of my friends loved Great Western Trail and Maracaibo mm -hmm. I think it was on your list yeah and I didn't put it on the end because I feel like there was a clear end mm -hmm. and you had to reset and start over again and it's like well you could I guess they could have made it a circle but it was such a hard ending that I'm like it goes back to what is really the Rondell mechanic or not and those games are so good already I feel like they're already like in the in the pinnacle of of top games that it made my choices a little easier by excluding them. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And I can also see why people would would mention them in, in the category as well. It goes both ways. Well, thank you, Caleb. It's been great seeing you. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for, thank for joining this video. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you all for watching. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye.